0: Everybody.
1: I'm Brandon. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. And I'm I'm Caleb. <laughs> no, we're just joking, for real. This is... No, I, I'm Brandon. I'm Caleb. <laughs> and I'm still Aaron, you know. <sighs> okay, for real. Yeah. This is... I'm Brandon.
0: I'm Aaron. And
1: I am Caleb, yes. And we are Stephen and Lisa Leduc's kids, and they are about to come up and talk to you guys about parenting right now. Right
0: now. Right now. Right now. Yeah, yes. which they're very qualified to do. Yes, they're very 100%. qualified
1: and they're very consistent in everything they do. My friends. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, they were loving, they were caring, supportive towards yes. us. Always. always, always showed up
0: for us. Always showed always. up.
1: Always. I mean, speak for yourselves because there's times I was left at the football field at school. You <laughs> know, like... <laughs> no, I'm just joking. They were always there, 100. percent They're there for us. Yes, consistent in everything they did. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. But you guys
0: are so lucky because they're going to speak to you right now.
1: <laughs> yes, right now. Yeah. Right. Love you guys. I'm on now. I'm on now, too. (laughs) Yes. That was actually kind of cool. It's not every day that your kids get to introduce you. Um, We have, you guys have now got to meet them. Those are our three beautiful children. And we actually, we really like them. They're pretty, pretty cool. We really do like them. We we really do. do. Yeah, Not because they said what they said, but we like them because they're pretty cool. Um, But over the last few years, our family has actually grown. Um, Our daughter um, has married Austin, our son-in-law, who's in that picture right there with the beanie on. And our youngest son, (laughs) Caleb, is actually, he married Mackenzie. So we have a beautiful daughter-in-law, beautiful son-in-law, and we love all five of them. But the cool part is, is we just found out at the end of the year that we're going to be adding a number six to us. We're going to be having a grandchild.
0: We have waited for this. We've been waiting for that for a very (laughs) long time. Yeah.
1: But we are truly blessed to call all five of those our own. And... We've been doing this for a very long time, 33 Mm -hmm. years.
0: Yeah, we have been parenting guys for 33 years, and I guess that's why we get to talk with you guys today. We've been in a series, right, called Parenting in the 21st Century, and... We have parented in the 21st century, so for, for those 33 years, but uh, we're gonna do a little, uh, something a little bit different today. We're gonna talk a little bit different with you guys. Justin and Audra kind of laid the groundwork for things, and then Maddie and Justin talked about faith, and Steve and I are gonna take it a little bit more topical today and talk to you guys about the tension of discipline when it comes to parenting your children, right? Boy, it got quiet in here. got really quiet. Yeah, Yeah, no, so, um, but we want to tell you guys this and let you guys know from the very start, okay? We did not always get parenting right. You know, we we are here by the grace of God, as a lot of us are as parents, right? And we did not always get things right. But we want to take the opportunity to just pour out our hearts to you guys and share with you guys the truths that God taught us and God showed us along the way. And that maybe that'll help you guys with where you guys are at. But back to those 33 years of, of parenting, we've got 33 years of stories, right? Some good, <laughs> some not so good. Mm-hmm. And we will let you guys know. We're going to talk a little bit about them. And our kids did give us their permission. Okay. So we're allowed to do this. Yeah. Well,
1: and even if they wouldn't have given us our permission, I probably would have talked about yeah. them anyway. We're still, <laughs> I mean, still going
0: to do it. We're still going to do it.
1: So maybe this has happened to you guys. Um, I remember one, and one of our kids i 'm not going to mention who, but every time that, pretty much every time that we would go to a store and they wanted something, I told them no, not right now, um, they would decide that they wanted to throw a tantrum tantrum and just act out on the floor to the point where it started to draw attention to everything <laughs> that they were doing to you guys, right? not necessarily attention to them, but attention to me as a parent. And when that happens to you as a parent, the first thing you're like, "Oh, there were so many times I had to pray to God and say, "Lord, please help me in this moment." <laughs> because I really want to take this kid out right now, but I know I can't, but please just help me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, so that was early years. I've got one for you guys with the teenage years, okay? Our two oldest got to drive to school together and decided one day because they were late to first period and they didn't want to be late because they knew they'd get in trouble at school and in trouble with us, Mm -hmm. they decided they were going to take their truck and go take a nap. So rather than go and ditch first period and go and have fun and go do something, they go up this scary mountain road, take a nap, and turn off the car, but leave the radio going. So when they finally woke up, right, guess what? The car didn't start, nope. right? So they're stuck on this mountain. And rather than call Steve and I, because they know they're in trouble with us, they call their youth leader.
1: Yay for youth leaders, yes.
0: Yay for youth Give leaders, Give it up right? for the youth leaders. So, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of a little <laughs> bit of, a, of the things that happened in, in our lives when it comes to disciplining our kids. Um, and, and, you know, it's just not easy. We understand that. We know it's not easy, so...
1: Yes, and, you know, it's funny to sit up here and talk about these stories, and we could all laugh about them, but the question is, is how many of you guys have actually been there? Ask yourself, what would I do? How would I discipline my kids in moments like these?
0: Um, Have any of you guys tried these things? Have you guys done the counting thing with your kids? One, two, three, and then they continue counting for you, four, five, six, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to us.
1: Or maybe when they get a little bit older and you're upset with them, and you decide you're gonna take every earthly possession away from them, including their bedroom door. Yep. Uh, apparently I did that and my daughter to this day, she tells me, Dad, do you remember that one time when you were really upset with me and you took all my stuff away, including my bedroom door? And I'm like, I don't remember that. She goes, oh, you did, you sure did.
0: <laughs> or, or maybe you guys might've done like we've done and grounded our kids from driving privileges, right? When they can drive and then you realize, wait, that's not, that's not a punishment on them. That's on us. Because now I have to drive them everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't drive anymore. Or or like us, like with that moment with the kids and the ditching experience that they tried to have. They scared the heck out of us. Like we, <coughs> we couldn't find them. We didn't know where we were at. So maybe you guys have had moments like this, right? And, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today.
1: And honestly, guys, I wish we me and Lisa could actually say that we got this parenting thing right. But... We always didn't. Um, Parenting actually started a little different for us. We became parents before uh, we got married. And when that happened, we really had to make the decision of what our aim needed to be. We jumped right into instant parenting. We didn't have a chance to get married and just enjoy each other. And then once we decided we wanted to have kids, kind of figure out what that parenting aim was gonna look like, what we wanted it for our family. We had to instantly jump right in to do that. A few weeks ago, when we started the series, Justin and Audra, um, actually talked about the fight for your heart for your kids. And then last week, Justin and Maddie, um, they talked about widening your circle and the role as us as parents and the, us in the church have in our kids' this faith journey. So when we finally decided and figured out exactly what we wanted our parenting name to look like, it was actually two things. It had boiled down to two things. It was a relationship with us as parents and also a relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, it, it really was that simple for us, guys. That was our parenting aim. Um, by the time our kids left the home, we wanted them to know that, that we were good with them as our kids and that us as their parents. And then we wanted them to know who Jesus was. Because for us, we knew that we were going to be with them for a short time. But that relationship with God was going to last a lot longer than the, our time with us was going to be. So um, I guess you can say, too, that that we... Maybe didn't know how to get there in the moment. Like we didn't know in the beginning how we wanted to get there. And and we didn't know how to discipline our kids in in every situation that was coming up. Um, And maybe you guys are asking yourselves, when you go to discipline your kids, how do you discipline and keep the relationship in mind, right? Keep that relationship solid with your kids and going forward and and, and not doing anything that's going to break that relationship with your children. Um, I think we realized pretty quickly on that we needed to discipline towards something that there needed to be somewhere we were going with our discipline and our kids, with our teaching and training them, that we had a parenting aim. And like Steve said, that parenting aim for us was just that simple. We're going to fight for the hearts of our kids. We're going to make sure that they have a relationship with us. But we also knew um, that we had to discipline Towards something that that they or for something, excuse me, that they needed to know that that relationship was good, that we were going to be there until the end, and that they can come to us with any, anything. So when we tell you guys that we can relate to what it's like to discipline in hard times, we truly can. Um, our kids are adults now, you know, and and they made it to that place, and you guys can see that they're alive. So, you know, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't take them out in any possible way. Um, but it was not easy, like we said, getting there. Um, but you know what? There, there's something that we can say in all this, and we've said it before, in spite of us and because of God, Amen. our kids are where they're at. So we want to talk to you guys about this, but God, right? When you're, when you're disciplining your kids, you're like, how do I do this? Where do I go with this? I think, but God, bring God into this. I think that's a perfect place to start.
1: So when we discipline our kids, um, we as parents, we actually have that authority uh, by God to discipline our kids. But today I wanted to bring, I wanted to go with the authority when it comes to uh, when it, the establishing the relationship between the parents and the kids, which is the word of God. And so we're going to be jumping into Hebrews this morning. And this is where the writer establishes that God is our father and that we are his children. And this passage is just a great Great example for what discipline is for. So Hebrews 12, starting at verse number 4. It says this. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son. It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And you do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Then it goes on to say, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as His children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and true daughters at all. Moreover, we we have all had human fathers who discipline us and we respect them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They discipline us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So I like in this scripture what God is saying to us. He's saying that discipline does not come from a place of punishment or from wrongdoing, but it comes from a place of purpose, for teaching, and for training. When God disciplines us. He doesn't discipline us for punishment. He disciplines us in love. And there's always a purpose in it. It's to teach us and it's to train us in some way. It also says this. I love it also says this in the scripture. Like a good parent, God disciplines us. Just like we discipline our kids, God disciplines us. He disciplines his sons and his daughters because why? He loves us. And then it says, God disciplines and he trains and he corrects. We may not like it at times, and it's not, and it's pretty painful at times as well. We don't like when we have to be disciplined, especially by God, but it doesn't last forever, and it is not permanent.
0: Yeah, we see that God establishes that parent-child relationship here, guys. You know, for and for our sakes, and we understand too through the Scripture that God is about correction in our lives. When God sees something that needs to be taken care of for us in our lives, doesn't He bring that correction? Doesn't he get us back on track and use discipline in our lives for that very purpose? Um, And I love what verse verse 6 says, because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. When we remember that that's where discipline is coming from, that that is what motivates God, is disciplining us because he loves us, then we know that he's got a plan and a purpose for this in our lives. There's things, guys, that can take us away from the Lord, right? We call it sin. Um, and and those, any of those things that could take us away from the, ra- the relationship with Jesus, he's got to bring us back into relationship. It's relational restoration that God is after in our lives when it comes to discipline. Mm-hmm. So like him, we need to see this as our model, that we need to discipline our kids and be motivated through love and by love when we do it.
1: Amen. And there's another passage that I want us to take a look at today, guys, and it's where the Apostle Paul addresses the importance of discipline and the role that it has in the family, it's in Ephesians six, and it's one through four, and it says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that may, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth." Fathers, do not exasperate your children; instead, bring them up in the trainings of the Lord. Now, parents, I will say this: Don't we love this scripture? Because it says, children obey. Everybody's shaking their heads up and down. I see you guys. Thank you, Lord, for putting something in the scripture that says this is something that my kids have to do. Um, I actually at one time wanted to have this tattooed on my kids. No. No. So that when they look, they're like, oh, I have to do what? Exactly. But the bottom line is this, parents, this scripture is not to be used as a weapon. Just like I talked about, I wanted to use tattooing that scripture on my kids as a weapon. And God says, no, this scripture is not to be used as a weapon. Paul is saying to us is this, that if we as parents are following God out of obedience, it should be easy for our kids to obey because they see us responding to God's discipline in our lives. Parents, we are the examples. Remember that. We are the examples. We need to follow God and let God see or let our kids see us responding to our Heavenly Father. What happens when... Us as parents and our kids are a little bit younger and we, do, and we do something, what do they want to do? They actually want to do that too. Or if we say something, what do they want to do? They want to say it as well. Remember, we are the example. And there's something that Justin said last week and I really caught it and I put it in there. It's so important. It says, as a father, I influence my kids' view of God. If we, we set the example, if we are showing our kids what God wants us to do, then we are going to influence them in their view of God.
0: Yeah, guys, and I also love in this scripture, verse 3, where it says, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. You guys know that the Bible says that that, that, that children obey your parents is the first commandment with a promise. And that's the promise, that it may go well with them. And when you stop to think about it as parents, don't we want it to go well for our kids? Don't we want our kids to be whole and, and have great lives here on earth? And, and I thought about this for a little bit. And I thought, you know, God, what does that look like? Break this down. Let me, let me think about this. And I thought about it this way. Maybe it's peace instead of anxiety for our kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's confidence instead of insecurity. Maybe it's them understanding that they are a child of God instead of wondering what their worth is. Maybe that's what going well with them looks like. Amen. So don't we want that? I mean, I can't imagine us as parents not wanting our kids to understand that and experience that. And, and just like we read back in Hebrews, guys, that harvest that comes, that harvest of peace and righteousness, that's what this is talking about, that going well with them, that they can, they can experience a harvest of goodness in their own lives.
1: And there's something else in verse number four in this passage that Paul notices, and he says that this could happen to us as well. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the trainings and instructions of the Lord. Now, for all the moms in the house, I guarantee (laughs) right here you're saying, this has nothing to do with me. It says fathers.
0: How many of you like elbowed your your husbands next to you, right? It says fathers.
1: Uh You're saying this is for my man. This is not for me, right? Well, moms, I hate to tell you this, but you are not (laughs) off the hook here. Um, In doing the research, we realized that. Fathers, the Greek word for fathers is also found in the book of Hebrews and is actually translated as to parents. So when it's saying fathers do not exasperate, he's actually saying parents do not exasperate. So moms, I love you to death, but this applies to you. This is for you and your man. Remember that. This is for you and your man. (laughs) So parents do not exasperate your kids. So as our heavenly father instructs us, we as parents need to instruct our children as well.
0: Yeah, and what's talking about here, parents, is taking things too far, exasperating, right? Um, Maybe it's you maybe um, shedding light on their faults and talking about their faults more for them. Maybe it's you discouraging them with really um, harsh demands. Maybe it's you expecting something out of them that you guys haven't trained them for yet. It's exasperating them just like it's exasperating you, right? Um, We need to remember that we discipline to train and instruct. We discipline to bring correction into our kids' lives and not for punishment's sake. It's two different things. They're not the same thing, okay? Um, And go back to that parenting aim that we need to look at it like this, guys, that everything we do, even our discipline, needs to point back to that parenting aim, that fighting for our kid's heart, that making sure that relationship stays intact with them. Um, The way we respond should come from a place of love, just like we saw that God this discipline comes from in our lives. It comes from a place of love and is motivated, motivated, sorry, by that love.
1: So now that we have established how God disciplines us as his kids, um, we want to show you guys a couple of terms on how we as parents might miss our parenting aim when it comes to discipline. And today we're going to call them over and under correcting. Just like Lisa said earlier, God disciplines us in love. But sometimes when we discipline, there's there are, is a chance that we could actually overcorrect or undercorrect. So when you overcorrect, um, your discipline could look, could be actually with a heavy hand, or maybe you might be overreacting to a situation. It's when you are upset in the moment and you fire off without thinking. You say harsh words. You say things that you do not mean. And what happens when we say things that we don't mean, sometimes we cannot take those things back. And I will say I did that as a parent as well yeah, when our kids yeah. were younger. Yeah. Um, maybe some of you guys have lost your cool and your punishment has gotten harsh. And because your punishment has gotten harsh in this over area, you've caused a little bit of separation between the relationship and your child. Um, discipline has become a weapon in your home. You use discipline not to discipline out of love, but you use it as a weapon. Um, and the last one that kind of hits home for me a little bit is the way that you were raised comes into play. Um, you grew up in a home where, where, where when there was punishment, it was swift and when it was heavy and it hurt and you didn't like that and you, you don't want the same for your kids as well.
0: Yeah, and over on the other side, guys, we talk, we're gonna talk about undercorrecting. That might seem a little bit an odd term to you guys, undercorrecting. How do I undercorrect? Um, we, we look at it like this. We thought about it this way. Maybe you don't know how to discipline. Maybe you weren't given a model of what good discipline and good correction and good training looks like because it wasn't modeled for you. So you don't know where to start. So maybe you let things stack up when it comes to things that you need to talk to your kids about or to train your kids about. And you've let these offense after offense stacked up and you're not engaging with your kids. Um, maybe you're scared of losing the relationship and you want to be the good guy all the time. And that is, that is not what God has called us to be as parents in their lives, right? Um, maybe this is where the boundaries get blurred between you as parent and them as child. And you guys are not seeing things in the right, in the right manner or the right way. And like I said, you're hesitant to confront situations. Um, and this is where, guys, you could become a friend with your kids instead of a parent. And they, you lose the voice of authority in your child's life. And, man, I can't tell you, that's, that's a little bit of a scary place to be. You know, you don't want to get there. So that's, that's kind of what undercorrecting is. Um, Justin and Audra said it this way in the first week. They said, it's impossible for your kids to relate to you the way you relate to them. You are an adult. They are a child. They've been given to you to, to guide and instruct. That's what God is asking of us as parents. So when you look at these two different things, the undercorrecting and overcorrecting, there's something we want to say about this both of these areas, guys, are harmful to our kids. They're harmful to the relationship that we have with our children. And and God doesn't correct like this. He he corrects a whole lot differently. Um, and and here's what we want to say about that. God doesn't overcorrect and He doesn't undercorrect, okay? If He disciplines because He loves us, which is what the Word said, then He has a plan and purpose for us. And dare it, we call it His parenting aim, that He's after our hearts too, right? So, parenting aim is kind of the same, and it's that relationship. He wants that relationship with us to be good, so we in turn need to make sure that that relationship with kids, our kids needs to stay the same and good. Um, He disciplines because he wants us to know exactly where we stand with him. Um, If we are not using his model for discipline, if we are not disciplining from a place of love, like he said, then we are definitely going to swing to overcorrecting, or we're going to go the opposite way and undercorrecting. And here's the thing. You guys might be saying, okay, So you guys have told us all about this stuff now. I see myself in one of those two camps. What now? What now? And guys, let me tell you from the get-go, us coming up here, we knew that this was gonna be a hard topic to talk to you guys about because no one wants to have their parenting put on display, right? Nobody wants them to tell them how to parent. And that's not what this is about, guys. We wanna share our hearts with you. We wanna show you guys and tell you guys what God did for us in our lives. And I think that's where we're gonna go here. So if you're leaning towards one of those other ways, why don't you guys let's ask ourselves, how do I bring it back? How do I bring it back in discipline from a place of love?
1: Yes. So, over the past few weeks, we've been actually talking about the different parenting stages and where you guys might be in those parenting stages. And so, today we're going to break down overcorrecting and undercorrecting within those stages. So, our first stage is our discipline years, which is our zero to five years old. And this is, you know, you're a brand new parent. Um, you have beautiful kids, and sometimes your kids are amazing angels. And sometimes, <laughs> within that time, your kids aren't amazing angels. They might throw tantrums, whatever it may be. But now, this is a perfect time for you guys to establish your parenting aim for your kids in this age. They are never too young. Start right at this at this uh, this stage. Um, ask yourself, what do I want for my family? What do I want my relationship to look like for my kids? And what I, and how would that look like with their relationship with Jesus Christ. It is never too early to start correcting them here as well and letting them know that there's always a consequence for everything that they do. It, for instance, if little Johnny decides to take a little toy and throw it at his sister, <laughs> and now's not the time to say, oh, they're so cute, I'm, we're just going to let it go. No, there's a, <laughs> let them know, Johnny, there's a consequence for something that you did, and this is what the consequence is. It is never too late to start. Your goals are to start correcting, to start instructing, and to start teaching and instructing. But if I can encourage you guys, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to ask God to show you in this stage, you know, how to parent. And to say, you know, Lord, I want to, teach me to parent the right way so that I will not lean towards over or under correcting.
0: Yeah, guys, and then we got the next stage, right? That 5 to 12, the training (coughs) stage. how many of you guys could probably say there's definitely tension when it comes to disciplining in this age, right? Because maybe you're not disciplining just one child. Maybe you're disciplining multiple children and all those children are different. They all react differently to you. They all listen differently to you. They all all, um, do things differently here. And I can probably say for us, this is where our kids figured out how to push our buttons, that we had buttons and how to push those buttons, right? How to go up to the line and maybe cross that line. Um, But this is where you guys need to remember, children act childish here. They're children. They don't know what to do, right? They don't have everything under control yet. Um, but this is where we as parents need to train privately for what we expect out of our kids publicly. If we want them to act a certain way when they're, when they're out in that big old world away from us, then we need to be training for that privately. And not just because we don't want them to embarrass us at Walmart. Um, it goes beyond that, okay, guys? It goes a little bit beyond that. Um, the authority that you establish in your kid's life in those earlier years, this is the authority that you're going you're gonna to lean into here. And when you correct guys, if I can tell you guys this, one of, the, one of the things that we did with our kids is we gave them the opportunity to understand why we were correcting them. This is the reason we're doing this. You guys did this, so this is the consequence for that. And they understood that and they knew it. But like we said, did we mess up here? Yeah, we did. There was lots of times where we had to backtrack and let our kids know, you know what? We didn't handle that in the right way. We didn't do that in the right way. Forgive us, and we're going to do this a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And that might be foreign to some of you guys. But, man, lean into that. Lean into that. Just like God talks to us about things, take the opportunity to talk to your kids about stuff.
1: And in the next stage are the coaching years, the 12 to 18. And honestly, this was our favorite type of year.
0: Yep, teenagers. Anybody else like these years? Oh, yeah. see, yep, they're great. There's a few out they're there, great. yeah.
1: <laughs> this was our favorite, but we can honestly say that it was not easy for us in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, that over under correcting to a kid in this age stage, they could it, see it as a dictatorship. And this is, you know, your kids could be here. Uh, teenagers... I will say this, they think they know everything in this <laughs> stage um, and that we know nothing. It's like that Fresh Prince song, parents just don't understand. That's yeah. in this stage. But here's the key, guys. This is the key. Keep that relationship in front of everything that you do. Um, and when you do, you're going to build that groundwork. You're going to lay that foundation for your kids. And your kids are going to respect you. And they're going to respect your voice as the authority in their lives during this time. Do not stop training and correcting, stay in the game. Now is not the time to wash your hands and say, I think I've done all I can do, I'm done. No, stay in the game. And I th- will say one of the coolest things that we we did was we allowed our kids, we let go of the reins a little bit for mm-hmm. them. Um, and we allow them to try, and we also allow them to fail. And when they failed, we don't rescue them, guys. I will say that as parents, we're fixers, what do we want to do? We want to actually go out there and fix it for them, make things better for them. But we allowed them to fail, And when we allow them to fail, they learn to work things through. And they get to develop that muscle and to make good decisions going forward in life.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. And here we are. The, 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 The last stage, those friendship years, the 18 and beyond. You guys saw our kids. They're all adults now. So this is, this is where we've landed. Mm-hmm. This is where we find ourselves they're they're right now. now. Um, and all that work, guys, that, that work that happened in those all the way up to the 18 point, this is where you guys get to reap the reward of it. This is where you guys see get to see how things are standing and, and, and get that different relationship with your kids. Um, maybe your kids have left your home at this point, or maybe they're still in your home, but they're moving on to adulthood. And so your voice is different in their lives in this area. Um, This is where uh, you could probably start harvesting for that planting that you guys did over in those earlier years. Um, Like we said, guys, we're we're amazed that we're we're here at this point. Um, Those kids that you see, that you guys met of ours, and this is why I hope I don't start crying. um, It has nothing to do with Steve and I. It has everything to do with God in their lives. Yeah, we parented with the relationship in mind, but we also parented wanting them to have a relationship with Jesus. And this is where it's coming out here. It's in this time. Our kids have a wisdom and an understanding about them that we didn't give them. It came from the Lord. And so now they are a voice in our lives like we've been a voice in their lives. This is what you guys want to get to. It's this sweet spot that's right here. Um, and, and do they call us for advice still? Yeah, they do. But we also call them for advice. They have been able to speak into our lives in ways that we couldn't possibly imagine. But we also understand this, guys. Getting to this point in time Some of you guys might be saying, you know what, it didn't work out for me. I'm here and I'm hurting. That relationship that I thought I was going to have with my kids at this point, it's not there. But I think what we want to tell you guys and what the life that we want to speak over you guys tonight, it's not too late. It's not too late. You may have messed up in those areas back in those earlier years. But once you hit this point, you guys, God can still restore and God can still rebuild your relationships. Um, I think this is where, like I said, we see those effects of overcorrecting and undercorrecting the most. But that damage that's been done by those things that have happened, this is where I want to give you guys hope for you guys to understand what God can do. So, um I think we can probably say this, that like we said in the beginning, it's, it's not been easy to talk about this topic of mm-hmm. discipline today. But if you guys can leave with this and remember this, that God disciplines the ones he loves. If you love your kids, then discipline's going to be a part of the way that you parent. It's going to be a part of the way that you do things because your discipline is going to lead to training and instruction, not towards punishment, not for punishment's sake. Uh, listen, we, we, our kids did crazy stuff. We as parents did crazy things. Did we respond well? No, not all the time. But we know that God has a plan and purpose. And we want to tell you guys this. You guys can do that. Do that. Um, it doesn't take much for you guys to sit there and tell God, you know what? I need your help here. I need your help in this situation. I don't know, I don't know what to do or where to go from here. Um, we know that raising human beings, guys, has got to be the hardest thing around, right? Can can you parents raise your hands on that? I think that's the hardest job ever, right, is raising a human being. Um, but we also know, guys, that God's God's got a plan for us, so.
1: So like Lisa said, today we want to offer you guys a little bit of hope. Um, wherever you guys might be in your parenting stage, um, we want you to know that it's never too late to be able to take the scripture that we learned today and apply it to where you guys are at. So in a moment we're going to pray. And... Wherever you guys are at as a parent, whether you lean a little bit towards the overcorrecting or possibly into the undercorrecting, um, maybe you leave you you know maybe you've used um, harsh words, um, you punish with a heavy hand, um, you put some really crazy expectations on your kids, and because you're punishing them instead of loving them and guiding them and training them, or maybe you're hurt because of the way that you were raised by your parents. And the things that were said to you along the way really damage that relationship, and you don't want that for your kids. Or maybe you become a friend of your kid instead of actually a parent, and you don't really have a voice of authority in their lives anymore. Um, We want to pray with you guys today.
0: Guys, and and when we pray, we're going to pray that God would give you strength, and that God would give you wisdom, and that God would give you um, a heart to mend things with your children, to bring that relationship back into order. Um... We want you guys to know that that there's many a times that we went to God in our lives because we didn't know what to do with these kids. There's times where we thought that we had damaged the relationship so bad that we had to, to get on our knees before the Lord and say, you know, God, what do we do? What do we do from this moment on? And God, in his grace, will fill in for us where we failed or we've we've fallen short as parents. And that's what we want to pray for you guys today. So can we ask you guys to please stand with us? Um, we're going to ask you guys to do us a, a favor, okay? If you're a parent here, we want you guys to, to open your hands. Just put your hands out in front of you, okay, like this. And we're going to be praying for you guys today. And, and we're asking you to put your hands out in a way to receive and also in a way to say, you know what, Lord, I need you. I need your help. It's a way of surrender, you know, and because he, here's what we know too. Parenting as two parents can be hard, but if you're a single parent in here, we know how hard it is for you guys too parenting singly is not easy and we don't want to not look at you guys and not understand the hardships that you guys go through now too with this and here's the other thing too maybe disciplining in your home has come between you and your spouse Hmm. maybe it's come between you and your spouse and your kids have figured out you know that they can they can get in between there and and that's something we want to pray over too there's so much on this topic guys but man if you remember to to discipline from a place of love over your children, then you guys are going to be doing exactly what God's asking of you. So you want to pray first? Let's pray. Let's pray.
1: Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Father, for the words, the words that you've given us to be able to speak um, to, your, to your people, Father. And just like Lisa said, we, we didn't get this parenting thing right all the time. We tried, but we didn't get it right all the time. But the best part is, is that when we got it wrong, we were able to get on our hands and knees and ask for forgiveness and to have you Lord show us exactly what you wanted from us as parents and how to discipline our kids so father today I pray over each and every one of the parents that are here today whether they and then maybe they realize that they were in one or the other they were over they were under but I pray for them father I pray that maybe things have happened in their in with their relationship with their kid where they've said things that they don't mean and they can't take them back now or maybe that the relationship has become a little bit strained or there's some tension there because of things that have been said and now that they can't get it back I pray lord that you will show them father show them what they can do actually to get their kids back to be able to get that relationship back with their children i thank you father for just allowing each of us lord to love you And I pray that we continue to follow you because when we follow you, we show our kids that we are following you. And that allows our kids to see that and they're going to want to follow you as well. It makes it so much easier for them to be able to do that. But Father, I thank you, Lord, for once again, for everything that you are doing, everything that you are doing in our lives and these parents that are here. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're going to have your hand upon them and that you're going to continue, Father, to be with them through this parenting, in, just as we, as we parent, Father. And thank you, Father, for that.
0: Father, we pray for strength over each one of these parents today, Lord God. We pray that your wisdom, Father, would fall on them. Lord God, we pray that you would give them boldness when it comes to being parents over their children. Lord, we know that these kids are gifts from you, Lord God, that they come from you, Lord, so it's to you, God, that we can get answers, Father, on how to how to love on them, Lord God, and how to guide them and, and coach them and train them, Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord God, for parents that are that are a mom and a dad in the home, Lord God, and I pray for single parents right now, God, that you would just be their guide, Lord God, be their hope and their strength, Lord God. Father, we know your word says that we're to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it, Lord God, so we we claim and we pray that promise over these parents today, Lord God. We bless them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, and we thank you, Jesus, Father, that they're going to walk out of here hearing the hope, Lord God, that that you love them for Jesus just as much as you love their kids. So, God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for what you're going to do in these parents' lives, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. We're so glad we got to be with you guys today. So, hey, come back next week for part four of Parenting in the 21st Century with Pastor John. It's going to be a good one. Have a good day, guys.